Hey listeners, this is Danielle. And Shelly. Shelly is a radical Dravidian and racial equity activist. And Danielle is a community mobilizer and change maker. And this is the Medford Bites podcast. Every two weeks, we chew on the issues facing Medford and deliver bites of information about the city by lifting the expertise of our guests. Join us in discussion about what you hope for the future of Medford. And as always, tell us where you like to eat. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you don't mind just starting with an introduction, so if you could share your name, pronouns, and just a bit about who you are. Sure. Uh, thank you for having me. My name is Patrick Clerkin, and uh, you'll see on a lot of my signage, my first name is actually Charles. So if you see Charles, that is Patrick. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, and my backstory is I've lived at Medford for seven years now. I live in the Tufts practice fields area. And what got me to, I'm sorry if I'm skipping ahead and you're going to ask this question anyway, but what got me into this race was a neighbor said, oh, I really wish someone would join. So that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back, but it's really been this cumulative process of me getting more and more involved in, in, in the neighborhood uh, that I live in because community neighborliness is something that I really value. So um, I feel like it's been a long time coming. Thank you. Yeah, and we definitely will follow up with some other questions about the campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we do that, we're just going to ask you mm-hmm. kind of like common question for everyone, which is what is your sure. choice in Medford and what do you like to eat? So I really, people will argue with me over what qualifies as a restaurant. Like I say, uh, cafe, I would say I really like Browner, uh, which is right near me. Um, I, I really like uh, Rosso's on Mystic Ave. Particularly, they have a, a pork chop with uh, with fingerling potatoes and, and vinegar peppers, which I find uh, really delicious. So uh, I'll give you the specific dish as well. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I think so. Maybe we can just jump in. You started to touch on reasons for running and what your initial commitments to council might look like. Um, maybe you could dive in a little deeper and maybe even share some sort of pieces of um, why your particular background and, um, you know, capacities, capabilities might lend to a strong, um, you know, experience on the council. Sure. Yeah, I I think that what you'll see in a lot of my campaign imagery and various sites and social media is this image of the bridge. And it's because uh, throughout my life, I've been involved in a lot of different Uh, organizations or jobs where I find myself basically being this this mediator role between different groups. So I'm a mechanical engineer and uh, I I worked in a corporate job for a little bit as an employee. I'm now a contractor for that same company, but I was often between the engineers and the marketers who really speak a different language and they're both valuable, but in isolation, they're both you know they can they can go way to the extreme and and that's what i find in a lot of political situations is um i think that people get really bogged down in the culture wars and there's there's value i'm not saying that there's no value in the culture wars but i think that conservatives and progressives can actually uh have a lot of areas of agreement and overlap that they don't necessarily realize uh, and I think that I can be a, a sort of a fundamental link b- between them. Um, to give you some other examples of of me being sort of this this uh, this bridge or this uh, this intermediary role is 
when I was in college, I went to Northeastern. Um, I joined a fraternity, Alpha Kappa Sigma, and I am now out of college. I'm on the fraternity trust. And so that means basically working between the different generations, the alumni and the actives. I um, uh, growing up went to a, a church and I grew up in North Reading and uh, the Union Congregational Church. And I was on their board, the, um, the House Committee, which dealt with um, sort of uh, handyman type stuff around the church, the, the church grounds and facilities. And so that was dealing with a lot of different groups of people. I don't know, I just often find myself in this position. So it seems a little bit uh, destined. I think I can, I think I can really do it for Medford. I have a lot of patience and a lot of curiosity and I, and I think it's a role that is needed right now because I've seen a lot of animosity. Patience might be key if you're used to a corporate pace stepping into public office. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Parks and Rec too to uh, to get myself <laughs> prepared for some of the things I might see. Yeah, we saw we were um, checking out your campaign page on Instagram, and we're like, seeing a couple of your posts. The most recent one was like a meme of it's like, calling yourself a cautious optimist. Is that <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I've used that term before, and I differentiate that from obviously a pessimist. And and uh, a naive optimist, which is kind of like the we all know the 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 pessimist, or maybe it's maybe it's optimist. Well, I was going to say the meme with the dog with everything on fire. You know, I guess that's more of an optimist. But um, uh, and he's saying, oh yeah, everything's fine. But um, a naive optimist to me is the like, oh like good vibes only, nothing nothing wrong here. And so I'm not I'm not uh, naive to the problems of the world. Um, but I believe it or not, I am actually optimistic. I think that people, like I said before, I think people have more in common than they realize. It's just untapped right now. I wonder mm. though, like what you've seen those areas of contention to be in Medford. Cause I think sometimes when we when we hear some of those topics, like you mentioned the term culture wars, like some of those mm. ideas are sometimes do center around like certain groups like human rights, right? So like I do wonder mm. like what you see as those topics being in Medford and sort of what the ones you would choose to be most relevant or where there could be some sort of sharing of common ground versus maybe a right or a wrong answer. Mm -hmm. um, so two things that, that come to mind right away. The first is relations between tenants, landlords, homeowners, and, uh, and developers. I see that has a big core as to what Medford has been and what Medford wants to be. And people have different opinions on both of those and very strong opinions because those are opinions that um, are, are not purely objective. They're wrapped around people's identities, right? And anything that's wrapped around your identity is going to be, be fraught and difficult. And um, so trying to bring those different uh, interests to the table in a way that allows them to see that you do need balance among these things. There are different roles in an ecosystem. You have to look at Medford as an ecosystem and to say we need to basically prioritize homeowners above renters or renters above homeowners. Um, unless it's a very specific context, context, it's kind of like saying, oh, we 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 should just like get rid of pine trees in the, you know, in the ecosystem and not thinking that's gonna going to have rippling consequences, right? I, I do think there's a balance that's that's kind of underappreciated right now when people have these these narrow special interest views. Uh, so that's one thing. Um, and the other thing is transparency, people talk about it a lot, it's become a buzzword, but 
I, I think not just transparency, but the ability to communicate um, between the mayor and the council and the school board, between all of the departments of City Hall, and then between the, uh, the constituents of Medford across all 16 precincts and City Hall. So it's, it's like there's, there's a lot of siloing. And I think that when, when we look at the issues out, out on the streets, like the potholes in the roads, I, like most people in Medford, want to see those fixed, but I also want to get across to people that it's often the tip of the iceberg. It's not just a, what you see in front of you. It's also a behind the scenes. And like I said before, I have the patience to kind of disentangle that mess. You know, like if you ever worked with a box of, of, of uh, holiday lights that are all tangled up in a knot, I, I have the patience of working with different people with that. So that's what I really... I'm going to try to bring to this. Yeah, I, I think too, over the last, I'm going a little bit off of our script here, so I apologize. I think over the last no couple of years, especially during COVID, as people became like a little more engaged in city politics and issues in the city, and we saw the murder of George Floyd and all the, you know, all the sort of cultural outcomes for that for Medford, um, mm -hmm. there have been some big issues that I think have divided folks. So like, an example would be like the renaming of what's now the Missaduck School and sort of mm -hmm. how that what that's meant for different people in Medford. And I think that that was like a really like contentious yep. um, argument. Um, or maybe even the vote to declare racism a public health crisis and just, you know, absorb that as a true wow. for the city. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And you mentioned sort of uh, intergenerational um, communication, right? And I think Medford has the history of being uh, like a pretty culturally Italian city and how that sort of mm -hmm. came up in that, in the renaming of the Mizzetuck School. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I, I see those as like some of those issues I was referencing before that like really have impacts on some people's like you know sense of safety in the city and how you feel like that um i don't know how you feel like that would work into your sort of bridge making approach yeah i i think it's um like what what you mentioned with the renaming of the uh of the columbus school to the mississippi school is a good example of um these various groups that any given issue isn't just in isolation it's it's chained to a whole bunch of other issues right and, and so that isn't just seen as a as a simple uh, for for the various sides involved. It's not seen as a simple one-off change. It's it's different groups of people feeling sort of this anxiety of are we being slowly eroded or erased here, you know? And and I think that what I what I'm trying to bring to the to the table is more like the explaining to people the fuller context of things and, and sort of reassuring them that like this isn't a, a symbolic of, of, of um, you know, if someone's saying, I don't want the school to be renamed because it, it's, uh, you know, like there's a proud history here for us. It, like I understand that they're not saying that they're proud of all the terrible things that Columbus might have done aside from his like the, the good things that he that he might have done, right? I also would try to explain that, you know, this isn't part of a, a, a large conspiracy to like to erase 
your cultural history from Medford. It's more to sort of balance things. And, and, and there's a, there's always a give and take, you know, I really do think that a lot, like there's a missed opportunity where a lot of people feel that, um, they're approached on these topics in a very adversarial way. And, and, and it's just like the conversation from there only starts with, with, with um, people digging their heels in mm. and, and it only gets worse from there. So it's, it's funny because I have some policy ideas, but I also think a big part of this is just cultural where you, you've got to get people to, like I said before, like put down the guns and the standoff where everyone's got a gun pointed at each other. Um, and and that's not just a me thing. Like I'm I, I'm going to do my best to do that and treat all the different parties with respect. That doesn't mean that I think that any given party is 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 fully right on anything, but that's not just a me thing. Like a lot of people need to pull together to that. So I'm going to try to um, at least display that as much as possible. Do you have thoughts on what that looks like? In, you know, in your potential role as counselor, what does it look like to practice? Um, you know, listening, hearing, education, um, you know, the pieces you're kind of mentioning around shifting perspective, even if it's just a little bit for some. Well, I've already started it to, to an extent. I've tried to incorporate it as much as I can in my campaign where I uh, have tried to meet with all of the other candidates that are running um, to various degrees of success. I know people are busy, but I'm at least trying to do that. I um, I have sent letters to all the city hall departments, basically being like, look, I'm not, I'm not trying to get you to rat on anyone or anything. I'm not trying to get you to put yourself in a, in a hot seat. I can understand if you, if you don't want to, but, but you know, what are the things that you think work well in your department that you think don't work well, that kind of stuff. And, and, and it was to every department. I didn't just focus on, on, you know, one, one area or another. So it's, it's kind of bringing, bringing the voices to the table in a broader way and in, in a, with, the, with the expectation that, okay, this is going to be a constructive conversation rather than a, um, like a, a quick devolution into the depths of the culture wars, you know, because <laughs> there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of baggage that comes with, with that. Um, what so, I, I guess when I asked that question, my assumption was that you might speak about sort of grassroots the folks of Medford. I think in some ways other candidates who are already running and folks who are employed by City Hall occupy spaces of power in a different way than kind of the common citizen. So I guess mm -hmm. I wonder like do you have you were talking about potential policy thoughts. Um, do you have thoughts on how you might um you know own some of the work on the ground and how you know how can constituents constituents feel connected to your work? Um, how to own some of the work on the ground is that what you asked? Yeah. Uh, so almost take borrowing from the idea of the fireside chat from like 70 years ago or whatever, uh, this idea of, of having an update for people. And, and I hope that can somehow merge into the idea of, of, a, a common source that people can, can reference. Uh, it used to be print journalism. I don't know to the degree that it will be print journalism, but I do know that that everyone has their own facts now or their own thing that they check. So trying to bring some of that into a, ideally something that could be distributed to the different, to the different precincts in, in Medford so that people have an idea of what's going on. Um, 
And then another idea that I had was um, how people could contribute and, and understand and, and put forward better ideas is inspired by basically Google Maps, where on Google Maps, you have these different layers. You can see the, the transit layer, the business layer, the recreation layer. And I was thinking, what if Medford had basically that, but for each department, where each department submitted a map that represented its ongoing projects or where its key uh, resources are located. I don't, you know, if, if it's if it's all the schools, if it's all the spiritual stuff in Medford, if it's all of the um, the uh, street repairs under construction, everything. And then you you basically brought that together in some form of uh, document and and made it accessible for everyone so that when they put forward ideas for projects, it kind of forces them to see Medford in a more multi-dimensional way rather than just a, oh yeah, take all the money, take all the money out of the budget and put it towards my project. You know, um, those are two ways. I have a mentor who used to say, build it and white people will come, right? Like whether it's print mm -hmm. journalism, whether it's office hours, Facebook live, right? If you create a mechanism for access, especially oftentimes the loud minority will show up because they're used to being heard. They're very comfortable mm. with engaging. Um, and I, so I, I think one of my thoughts is what does access to you and your, you know, the power that you might glean by way of this role, what does that look like for women, right? How will you lift female voices in Medford? How will you lift BIPOC voices in Medford? Um, I think especially since Floyd, we've had a lot of conversation about how and why that hasn't happened. Um, mm. And so like, I'm very, I'm in Medford known for being very, very blunt, but like just saying like, you know, why another white guy, right? Like what is special about your role in making space for us? Hmm. So I would imagine that all these various groups aren't just, uh, some people lump together and, and, and cluster together, but there's probably also quite a, quite a spread of, of these, of, of all these different groups across Medford, right? And so I, I, I would hope that in just making sure that each of the precincts um, has access to, to like what I was saying before, the, um, the, um, the, the, the journalism or the, um, uh, if there's a, you know, a new repository that's put on the website, making sure that the marketing is, is put towards each precinct, um, rather than just where the, most of the money is. I, I would say that's really like to, at a granular level, probably as far as I can go. And I have to trust that the rest of it needs to happen with, with other on the ground people and, and, and sort of micro community leaders in sort of like, I'm, I'm trying to focus on like the, the arteries and the, um, in the veins. And I need other people to focus on the, on the capillaries, like, cause I, I can't do it all myself. So I, I, um, and, and nor would I try to do, to do it all myself. Um, I, I want to. I want this to be a, a group effort, you know. And I and I want to, like I said, said before, bring the voices to the table, and not just the, not just the loud, angry voices in every group, you know. Really, that some of the voices that get talked over a lot. And and I'm not. I'm not saying anyone, any any group, in particular here, because I feel like once I say, oh, I'll do this for a particular group just this very polarized times that we live in, people just assume that you mean, oh, well, yeah, to the exclusion of this other group, that's you're gonna focus exclusively on them, you know? Um, so I'm not trying to be like, 
um, evasive per se when I when I am answering this way. It's more like I real it, it's it's trying to preserve some degree of neutrality in, in the campaign so that people truly see this as representative of all of Medford. In that, and not just in this lumpy way of, of oh, we are all one and, and kind of just marginal, marginalizing some of these these voices that you're talking about, but in a way that is almost like a mosaic where it brings together all the differentiation in a in a bigger whole. That's what, what I'm trying to um probably equality of I'm trying to say it without the word equality. Um, it's access rather than results oriented, I think. Or, 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 or uh, yeah, equality is based on, sort of like let the chips fall where they may, getting people to a position where, where you know, um, everyone's given the same opportunity, but but then let the chips fall where they may. And, and, and then equity is, is, is trying to more level the playing field, I think, to go a bit further. Yeah, and I would say that like by not highlighting certain groups, it's sort of ignoring the fact that those groups have been ignored by the city for a long time. And we, we talked to David Harris, I think a couple, maybe like a year and a half ago. And he's <laughs> like, uh, Chelly, what is he? He's pretty, he's pretty famous around here. He was like a professor at Harvard, but David he is one of the most genuine, like I want to be David. <laughs> he is a genuinely, um, you know, brilliant person. And because he commits to, you know, the next iteration of knowing. <laughs> and he said something that really stuck out to me about like, we, ha we always use this idea of like how to bring people to the table and and I think that that's we're assume we're make that's making a lot of assumptions about people's associations with this table. And I think that like mm -hmm. even if it's not been explicit, there's been a lot of exclusion of people of color, like young people, renters, women, like in the in city hall, right? Like yes, we can say like anybody can come to these meetings and tell us what they think, but really like it's not that's not how it feels for lots of these folks. So I do think mm -hmm. sometimes like in the vein of equity if we're not saying like we are working on like building relationships with with the brazilian population in our city with the haitian population in our city with the queer population in our city because those are the people that we want to be hearing more from that we're just ex that rather than just expecting them to show up because we've invited them um and so i think we've what maybe what shelly's also um leading towards is like we've we've interviewed several other candidates that are part of those communities so they are maybe more in your metaphor like able to access those capillaries and so I, I do wonder like for you if, if you I mean we've sort of asked this a couple of times but like what if you have any thoughts about that idea of how to maybe help what the city can do for like increasing equity and 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 um reaching some of those folks that have I think been excluded from you know policy change and you know mm. just city government in general I think using existing resources and institutions to try to make sure that people know what is already available is is, is pretty critical. And, and like I said, I think that it, it, you can get even in a in an already local situation, you can get very micro targeted with with um, with you know how deeply you want to go with any of this stuff. So I'm trying to do with, with what's what's in reason here. So, uh, you know, partnerships and pairings with with various groups around Medford, I think, would um, would help. But 
yeah, I, like I said before, I don't want to just become associated with the like, you're the X group candidate, right? Or you're the X group uh, um, representative. I, I do believe that there, there's, there's a awareness problem and, and obviously a, um, like there's been a discrimination problem and then there's also a motivation problem too, where it's like, um, you try to focus on the first two and then the, and then the third could continue to be a problem too, right? Cause there's that old expression. If you, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. So you, you basically want to get people uh, as aware of things as possible. You want to get people encouraged, but you also have to realize that. Yeah, so like you, you can go, you can go crazy trying to force people sometimes to join into into programs, and then there's also a question of who truly represents any given group, right? Because do I represent white people just because I'm white, or do I represent men as a group just because I'm men? Like there's all kinds of diversity within groups as well, and that that I think often gets overlooked. So like. I don't know if any of these groups in Medford have specifically designated leaders in any capacity or if they're informal leaders or if they're just sort of these more polyglot group, groups of people that are, are leaderless and, and um, uh, uh, um, decentralized, right? Like there's, there's always gonna, like if I said, oh, I'm gonna engage with this group and I'm gonna engage with their leader, half of that group might then say, well, who the hell's anointed that person leader, right? So there's, it gets very fractal. It gets very um, difficult if you get too granular. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to balance the pieces in the whole without getting lost in either, <laughs> hmm. if that makes sense. Um, and I know that sounds kind of abstract, but it's, um, it's, a, it's a tough balance to get right. You know, and I, and there's a lot of, suspicion surrounding <laughs> uh understandably politicians now because they, they lie a lot and they uh they make promises that they don't deliver so yeah trying to bring earnestness earnestness sincerity working with people if, if things are brought to my attention to to try to work with those groups but i don't know everything about medford you know I, it's every day is, is a learning experience, so. Thank you. I think, mm -hmm. yeah, so we do have like some more fun questions for the end. Um, so we, we okay. always, always ask folks to share kind of like a fun fact. So something that they uh, want to share with us that they think we might not know or might surprise us. So I wonder if you have mm -hmm. anything that you'd want to share like that. Uh, so I... I briefly had a podcast. I, I left. Uh, it was called Man vs. Mob, and um, it was basically this <laughs> kind of similar to the themes that I've been describing throughout this interview of of trying to kind of bring people together and ri rise above some of the kind of the more ob obnoxious um, aspects of people screaming in each other's faces. Um, and so that was uh, that was kind of what started this trajectory um probably before my neighbor ever brought up uh, uh running for for office of any kind um and it started the trajectory 
trajectory if I, I, I did 20,000 plus miles of, of driving around the country at the start of the pandemic. I wanted to see the country sort of not just the coasts, but uh, between the coasts everywhere and off the interstates everywhere. And so, um, yeah, this this podcast that I did kind of launched me on this uh, this trajectory of of stepping away from that traditional corporate job and uh, seeing a lot of things in a short amount of time, I'd say. And, and just having conversations with people in, the, in, in a spread out, uh, geographically spread out way. Interesting. Thank you. Um, and and, and I, 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 think that, I think that rental car companies, it's safe to say rental car companies probably have me on a list as don't rent to this guy. Uh -oh. <laughs> because I put 18,000, eight, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I put 18,000 miles on a, on a rental car in like four weeks or something. Wow. Um, well, thank you. So the, so the last thing we just want to check in is if there's anything else that you want to plug, any events that you have that are upcoming. Yes. So I have a fundraiser coming up on Thursday, September 21st at the Chevalier Theater. Or, I'm sorry, not at the Chevalier Theater. That's in my head. Um, the At Ford Tavern, which is across from Wegmans in Medford. And um, that starts at, at 6 p.m., like I said, on uh, Thursday, the 21st. And uh, my website is now fully operational. I've been doing a lot of this, this stuff um, solo, you know, kind of like this. I'm, like I said, I'm not associated with any special interests or anything. So sometimes things take a lot longer. And so my website, Clerkin for Medford, that's C-L-E-R-K-I-N with the number four. Uh, Clerkinformedford.com is now up. And on Instagram, it's at Clerkin for, once again, number four, Medford. So that's primarily what I engage with. And you, uh, you'll probably see me out canvassing. I'm doing a lot of canvassing now. All right. Traveling through the precincts. <laughs> well, thank you, Patrick. Anything else that you want to add before we wrap up for today? Uh, that is pretty much it. I covered a lot and uh, you guys asked great questions. So I appreciate it. And thank you once again. I really appreciate you having me on. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. The Medford Bites podcast is produced and moderated by Danielle Balaka and Chelly Kesheman. Music is made by Hendrik Gidenis. We'd love to hear what you think about the podcast. You can reach out to us by email at medfordpod at gmail.com, or you can rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Guys, what's the name of the podcast? Never bites. Never bites. <laughs> Good job.